Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Uh, We're getting ready, obviously. Niners and Lions NFC title game Sunday. Do it with us right here on 95.7 The Game. We'll get you all the way to the game. You know how it works at Levi's, kids and campers. You're going to have to go early. You're going to have to go early. Saturday night's not a bad idea, but as you're making your way, uh, we're live and local starting at 9 a.m. Mark Grandy, Sterling Bennett leading up to the kickoff show with Larry and Lowe two hours before the start of the game. So join us at the Hilton Santa Clara. They have absolutely delicious food. They've got great drinks. And it, of course, is the best pregame show in the Bay with Larry and Lowe. And it's presented by Habis Law. You've been wronged. Habis Law will make it right. Call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabisLaw.com. Come. All right. Um, yeah, why isn't there more trust in, in, uh, in Kyle Shanahan? So the biggest of moments, which you are tabbing as apparently only the Super Bowl or an NFC title game. Not only, um, not only, okay. but I, I do think that the moments get bigger as you go. And sure. I, I think, you know, wild card weekend is big. And then divisional round is really big. And then championship weekend, which is where we are, is huge. And then the Super Bowl is as big as it comes in American and maybe in all of global sports. You could talk about the Champions League final in soccer and maybe, you know, the the rugby final in the World Cup. There are other equally titanic events globally, but in America, there's nothing bigger than the Super Bowl. So as it's gotten bigger, his winning percentage has gone down. Um, That's fine. I mean, you and I love to look at last year very differently. I remove it. It's it's not... It's just like if if Lamar Jackson breaks his leg in the first quarter, we're not going to be like, the hell's wrong with you, Harbaugh? Come on, man. You're supposed to beat the Chiefs. Like, it doesn't work that way. So to me... If, if you want to do that and say you're 0-1 in the Super Bowl and you're 1-1 in the NFC title game and somehow come out of that with you failed in the biggest of moments, I don't know, man. I just have a, I have a hard time with that. Like, again, 7-3 and three in the playoffs. And, and, and more importantly, uh, the, the, the way that I think it's actually going, which is the way Dan Campbell described it. You, you show up and you do what you do. Is not going to work every time. But when Kyle Shanahan's the coach, it works most of the time. It works most of the time. So, I, I, I like, sure, there's going to be failure. There's going to be disappointment. And you can ask me later if I agree with you or FP with that conversation yesterday because I should think it's an interesting one. Can't really answer it until you see exactly how it all goes down. Sure. Um, but, but, of course – our dreams and our hopes and our thoughts have been focused solely on winning a Super Bowl this year. At no time did it not feel like they, they should be able to do that, or at least that they're the favorite. So I, I, like, I would be incredibly disappointed if this ended this weekend. I, I, I would have called it a disaster if it had, if it had happened last weekend. But I, I just watch a repeated thing happen after a lot of these games where there's a lot of finger-pointing at Shanahan, even after wins. This last weekend was definitely one of them. Speaks to me to a lack of faith. 
I don't understand where it comes from. I think I that just, many fans have faith, but they're also waiting for this whole thing to get across the finish line, and it hasn't. Yeah. So you can have faith, and I'm more surprised by the lack of faith in Steve Kerr. Similarly, not to change the hmm. subject, but yeah, Steve no, Kerr is a guy who's he's gotten the thing across the line four times, and twice they've been close, and they they haven't. So... He's been to six finals and he's won four of them, yet many fans want to run him out on a rail at the first sign of trouble. Yeah, Whereas no. Kyle Shanahan, he hasn't gotten it across the line. And it doesn't mean that that fans don't have faith in him. I do think, though, that many fans are waiting for him to, to get the thing all the way across the line. And I look at this team, <laughs> this year, this situation... And I, that's why I think that there's more pressure on him than anybody else. And FP and I had this conversation, it was yesterday or the day before, about who's under more pressure. And I think it's Kyle because, you know, Brock's a second-year guy, and if, if Brock has a bad game and they lose, you'll be bummed and you'll maybe think, okay, maybe Brock isn't the guy, but he really is the guy, and he comes back as a 23-year-old. If Kyle somehow doesn't win on Sunday, or if he gets to the Super Bowl and doesn't win, I think that's much more damning toward his reputation and his legacy. You might be right, although the other the other thing that just, I think, rips the legs out from all of this stuff, and I know that part of it is why you just brought up Steve Kerr, but it's like, we also talk about this as if these things are under the control of one person. Right, right. Like, like I, I mean, come on. Like, Kyle Shanahan did not call the play where he's like, okay, Brock, here's what we're going to do. So I want you to start with a glove, and then I want you to drop back and throw it to a Packer. And then what will happen is it's going to bounce off of his chest plate, and then we're all going to be relieved, and then we'll go on to win. It'll be fun. Like, that's, they're, you, this is such a massive orchestra that's all got to work together, and that's one of the reasons I'm such a supporter of Shanahan, and you can call me a homer for 80 more days in a row, and I don't care. I do not care because he gets this team there every year. He gets them there every year. And there's a line of you going, I don't know about that. Well, you don't know. You don't know? The league knows. The league knows, and the line of coaches that he has sent home knows. In fact, a lot of the coaches he's sending home now on a weekly basis are coaches he coached. His tree has become the biggest tree in the NFL, which is actually a tree off of Mike Shanahan's tree, which is actually off of Bill Walsh's tree. It's another reason I love this guy. If you look at what's going on with 49er football right now, there is a family tree that goes all the way back to the greatness of the 80s. And it has become a bigger, badder thing in the NFL than anything that the Parcells-Belichick tree did, other than adopt Tom Brady on accident. Like... Look around the league. The playoffs this year, McDaniel and D'Amico and LaFleur, it's all over the place. Like, I, I just, I wish there was more appreciation for this guy and the fact that it is not easy to show up in the final weekend of January almost every year with a football game on the schedule. There is appreciation, but I, I, I'm hearing you... Uh, trying to, or I'm hearing you exalt him at a level that fans aren't ready to exalt him because he hasn't gotten to that spot where he's held the Lombardi and he's hoisted it. So I, I think most right-minded football fans, 49er fans, they look at Kyle Shanahan and they appreciate what they have. They have one of the best coaches in football, but they also look at it and they see a guy who has not been able to complete the task. And is it totally his fault? No. And if they win the Super Bowl, is it totally because of him? Of course not. So none of these things are both equally true. As the head coach, you get the credit when you win, you get the blame when you lose, and he knows that. And you mentioned his coaching tree, and you look around football, and there are coaches who maybe aren't as esteemed as he is, but some of them have Lombardis. And you look at the guys remaining this weekend, and you've got two of the four who have Lombardis, and one of them, for sure, is going to be in the Super Bowl with a chance to add another trophy to the case. And if Kyle goes up against Dan Campbell, 
and loses, if the Lions beat the Niners and Kyle doesn't even have a chance to go up and go for the Super Bowl and go for the Lombardi, that's a mark on his resume. Uh, it's just I, the way I, it works. I, I guess. Well, but it doesn't have to. Why does it, it have to it does. work that way? Why? Because he's the coach. And yeah, when but, you're the but, coach but, and you're the winning coach, you're the winning coach. And when you're not, you're the losing coach. That, but that's but that's so black and white. And even the verbiage that you use there, like, he hasn't gotten the job done. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. He hasn't won the last game. Yeah. But that's not under his control completely. Like, all you can do when you coach it, you come in, you flip this thing, turn it into an unbelievable program. You hear Dan Campbell talk about the buy-in that's needed, the physicality that you have to accept to even try to run a system like this. He gets all of his players to do it. Then there's drafting, there's free agency, there's coaching from within. Not a, you're not going to hit on all of them, but my God, look at their roster, right? Then you do that. And then what do you do in the end? You give yourself a damn chance every year, and, 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 and that's what he's done. And by the way, I don't know if there's anybody else in the NFL right now that can boast that, not name Andy Reid, and we know why Andy Reid it, it, it can say that. He can say that because he's got the face of the league. He's got the best player. He's got the best player. And so I think it's odd to then go, well, Andy Reid gets all the credit. He does? I mean, that's weird. He doesn't get all the credit. He's got Patrick Mahomes. And so, two Lombardis. So. Yes, yes, because he's got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and uh, Shanahan's got Nick Bosa and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> he's got two of the five MVP okay. finalists. All right. You got right. two of the five MVP right. finalists, and you, the, you're not going to be expected to win? The, Come on. It's not no one saying you're not expected to win, but there's one game in the end. And all the teams are really good. And you're bringing up a pass rusher, and I'm bringing up quarterbacks. Um, all right, we'll get to more calls on this. Uh, it's Willard and Dibs. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now. Back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right, so thankful that uh, that you're with us. Uh, thankful for uh, for Dibs and FP for uh, stepping in there and, and doing everything they did over the last couple of days while I could uh, while I could lay in a bed and not move the entire time. Uh, pretty much. That's that's pretty much how that sucker played out. Um, it was uh, it was absolutely brutal. But I'm so thrilled to be back, and it's NFC and AFC Championship Week. So uh, so let's go. Uh, we're streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv/slash957thegame. game YouTube.com/slash957thegame. You can subscribe to the channel. Um, get there every day. We have a whole lot of fun. Uh, it's all powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Dibs, has, has Grandy talked to you about this, uh, this, this, basically this sound from Kyle Shanahan and the way that he kind of packaged it so we don't even necessarily know which quarterback he's talking about? It's funny you mention that because he had it yesterday and he came in and I was in your seat and, you know, I'm, I'm driving the bus and 
when you're not driving the bus. Like I'm normally in the back of the bus throwing paper airplanes and making fun of people and you know sticking gum under the seat in front of me. It's a lot easier. <laughs> I was driving the bus yesterday, and he came in and told me that, and he said, "Yeah, I've got it for you." And I said, "Let's do it here." And he said, "How about 318?" And we set it up, and I totally forgot to go to it, and. I felt terrible about it, and then earlier today, I was driving into work, and I was like, oh my god, Grandy did this whole thing, worked hard, (laughs) set up a bit, I was going to throw to him, and I totally forgot. So, yes, I do know about it, Yeah. I haven't heard it, and now I, I feel kind of bad about the fact that we're going to... Yeah, you should, Dibs. No, I, yeah, I should. Yeah, and no. you saw me, Grandy, the last two days driving the bus. It's like my feet barely reached the pedals, and I had to readjust the mirror, and I'm doing what Mark does, and Habis Law, you've been wronged? Call Habis Law. <laughs> I'm doing all of it. And, you know, when you're not used to doing it, for those of you who aren't in radio... It's not a huge change, but it's definitely a little bit of an adjustment. It's a change. Yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, well, at the end no. of the show, Mark, I was like, man, You're I talk tired. so much, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I even made fun of you yesterday because FP is like, so. FP is like uh, no, don't let, me, don't let me talk too much. And I was like, I'm not used to talking this much, FP. Yeah. I need you. Uh, yeah, and now you know why it's 6 o'clock. When you told that story, we go our separate ways because totally. there's like, no more talking. You're exhausted. No, more ta- no, Christy makes fun of me. She's like, I always wait till I get to the car to call because I'm not, like, on the walk, I'm not, ca- I don't want to talk. Right. I've been talking forever. I don't want to talk anymore. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let Grandy talk. Grandy, explain to everybody what you've done. Sorry, Grandy. That's all right, dude. Yeah, I so- saved you for a better day of the week. <laughs> Thursday is way better than Wednesday. Best day of anyway, the week. <laughs> it sure is. Sorry. So I was listening to I was listening to Kyle Shanahan talk yesterday, and he was asked a question about one of the quarterbacks in this NFC Championship game. So it's either about Brock Purdy or Jared Goff. And the way he answered the question, I, I found it very interesting because I feel like it, he could have been talking about either guy. So I took out any identifier, any any uh, way that Kyle Shanahan uh, identified Jared or whoever is Jared Goff or Brock Purdy, what team he's on, if it's the Lions or the Niners, all of that. So all we have is just pure Kyle Shanahan talking about one of these quarterbacks. And I want you guys to try to figure out which quarterback he's talking about. Here's Kyle Shanahan from yesterday. He played at MVP type level. Give him. A good scheme when he's got good people around him. He's going to always find the spot. He's as accurate as any quarterback I've seen. Um, he can play at a very top level. If you sit and make things easy for him, um, he will gas you. I've seen it over and over. Um, that's why you challenge it. You better be on your stuff or you can embarrass you fast. Um, Jeez. Okay. I, I have it. You better very... be on your stuff and stuff <laughs> is the only thing missing from that. Um, I think he's talking about Jared Goff. What do you think? I think he'd better be talking about Brock Purdy. If not, then, uh, I mean, here we go again with, you know, Kyle looking to bring in Kirk Cousins. Right. He wants Jared Goff to be his quarterback. He's got to be talking about his own guy and stuff. I, I say Jared Goff. Who's he talking about, Grandy? I'll let Kyle Shanahan tell you. Here is the okay. full unedited clip uh, from yesterday with Kyle Shanahan. I think he's showing some of the stuff that he did in L.A. I mean, you go with Jared, I mean, he built for a number of years, especially, you know, I think 17, 18, really 18. I mean, he played at MVP-type level. Um, when Jared's, um, when they give him a good scheme, when he's got good people around him, um, Jared's going to always find the spot. He's as accurate as any quarterback I've seen. Um, he can play at a very top level. If you sit and make things easy for him, um, he will gas you. I've seen it over and over, whether it's with the Rams, whether it's with Detroit, and um, that's why he challenges. You better be on your stuff or you can embarrass you fast. You know what's funny? He will um, gash so you. He's obviously it's talking about movie. golf. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? If Kyle were in sports media, we would have translated what he just did as ripping Jared Goff. That's how we – because he just snuck in there a couple of the things that people say about Purdy when they're trying to sort of downgrade him. Like, if you – Give him a good system, and you put good people around him. Right. Then, oh my goodness, he can get you. Now, the way the Purdy conversation has gone this year, you say that out loud, and 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 people go crazy. Which you know, there's a, there's a few different ways uh, that that can go. I, I I don't personally get bothered when they call him a system quarterback unless I see the intent as being something other than what Kyle's doing. Like, I, here's a better way to say what I'm saying.
Kyle said what sports media members say. Kyle doesn't see that as a criticism. He sees that as what a coach wants. The media sees that as a criticism. That's what a coach wants. I want someone that if I surround them, if I put them in their best position, and I give them a good play call, dude, go let it rip and execute it. Yeah, and that's where you know we all have kind of gotten stuck into the whole idea of system quarterback and game manager, and that's really what a coach wants. And that's what Kyle was describing right there in Jared Goff. He was describing a guy who goes out and does what you need to do, and if you give him an opening, he'll gash you and all the rest of it. And that's where, you know, you're right, Mark, about us in the media. We hear those words, and we hear that sort of talk and that sort of chatter, and we immediately think that a guy's not very good. Um, Jared Goff is very good. But, uh, but you know, maybe, maybe this is sort of destined in a couple of weeks to be that sort of narrative, which is the guy who kind of um, needs some things around him versus the guy, period. I mean, no one is going to mistake Jared Goff or Brock Purdy for Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. And it bothers me whenever the MVP conversation starts to get thrown out because you're like, Brock Purdy? It's like what Ryan Clark did the other day. Brock Purdy's not Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. That's not what the MVP is. It's, 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 not, it, it's not most valuable person. It's not prettiest quarterback. It's not who would I draft, let's give him the award. It's who's having the best season. And, uh, and all of these things always have to work together. There are athletic pieces of Mahomes and Allen and, and Jackson's games that nobody else has. But, uh, but these two are sort of on the very, I think, the high end of a different part of quarterbacking, which is to be able to function at a very, very high level within a system and, uh, and elevate it from what it was previously. I mean, isn't it fascinating? Like, we do this with Matt Stafford. It's kind of the dynamic you were just talking about. He's won a bowl, so therefore, he's untouchable. Okay, well, Matthew Stafford was at the helm of this team for years, and they sucked. Yeah, it wasn't this team. Okay. That's, pretty, that's unfair. Well, wait a minute, though. Different coach, no, no. different everything. Understood, but right? we do that. But, but well, is that not what we're doing to Kyle Shanahan? He no, Kyle Shanahan's been the coach as long as he's been the coach. But here. he had a different quarterback and a completely different roster and a different this and a different that. But he like, got them to the Super Bowl and didn't win it. My point is, is not that they're A to B. The point is, is that the Lions came in with a new system and a new quarterback and elevated it from where it was. You're right. He had none of the same players. He had none of the same players. So it's not an A to B thing. The point is, is that the Lions as a franchise are in a better shape now because of what? System and drafting and belief, uh, a culture that has been set. And then Jared Goff comes in and elevates the people around him, works with them, helps them grow, and you've got something that works and is sustainable. I, I, I would love to see us stop taking that portion of quarterbacking away because it's very, very important. It's not raw, but it's reality. Well, the reality is quarterbacks are judged by not only their numbers, but their one-loss record. And so right now we feel differently about Josh Allen than we would if their kicker, Bass, would have made that kick. If he makes the kick and they go to overtime and they win, well, we think differently about Buffalo and McDermott and Josh Allen because they would have won the game. Now, Josh Allen's still a good quarterback, and I think uh, Justin Herbert's a good example of this. Everyone wants to make him an elite quarterback, but he hasn't won games, and he hasn't won games for a number of reasons. Primarily, we all think, the head coach. And here comes Jim Harbaugh to town, and now we all expect, okay, here comes sure. Herbert. Let Herbert cook now, and the Chargers are going to be great because Harbaugh wins. And so 
we immediately think, based on Harbaugh, that Herbert's going to be even better than he was and the Chargers are going to win even more. So these things are all connected. Jared Goff is a great example because when he left L.A., when McVay decided that he didn't want Goff to be his quarterback and Stafford came in and promptly won the Super Bowl, we all thought, well... Goff probably was a big part of the problem because he wasn't good enough to win, and Stafford came in, and he won a Super Bowl. Now, granted, they added about seven free agent pieces that year, at least, and they totally overhauled their roster with a bunch of stars, but that's not the way we look at it. And so now Jared Goff is here, one of the last four teams remaining, and we all think differently about Jared Goff than we probably would have four months ago. Um, uh, I mean... He was really good last year too. This isn't right. an accident. No, this of course not. This He's a former again, number one overall pick. Yeah, this is not a um, this is not a product of the system any more than anything else is. I mean, I love that you just brought up Herbert. Is he a product of a system? They all are a product of the system. I, I love that you answered it that way because Jared Goff um, is is having a ton of success. Justin Herbert is not. And we could easily argue that what's going on around them is the reason. Uh, the, the correct answer is probably that it's a reason. All of these things are a reason. And, and, and when a team wins, the quarterback is a very big part of the reason. Um, I, I, I reject, even in the Mahomes example, which I know gets tough because it's like he's played for six years. He goes to at least the AFC title game every single year. He owns Josh Allen, all of that. But even that, like I don't mean to take anything away from Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a really good coach. He always was. He was a really good coach in Philadelphia. He's a really good coach in Kansas City. He's going to get a little farther now because now he's got the best player. Um, but all of these things have to kind of click. Um, one of the reasons, going back to our conversation that we've been having, that I have a hard time just making it very black and white and A to B. If the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl, then we do another year of Kyle Shanahan can't win the big one. Like, I mean, that's the, it, the, the, that, that's the tiniest bit of a very large story. So much has to fall into place for you to win one. It does, but... How many more years does it take where you have a team that is good, if not the best, and you don't get it done? So you start to look at it, and you go back to the loss to Kansas City, and the loss to the Rams, and the loss to the Eagles, and you can look at all of those games, and you can, you can point the blame where you want to point the blame, but the one constant is the head coach. And Kyle Shanahan was the coach of all those defeats, and the Philadelphia one is... One that you can probably throw in a wastebasket as an oddity, an anomaly, and one that was such an oddity that they changed a rule in the NFL because of it. But Kyle Shanahan, through season after season, this year in particular, where you're the number one seed, and you've got the road going through Levi's, and you were a huge favorite against Green Bay, and you survived, and now you're a big favorite against Detroit, and if you don't get it done, then the questions will be asked, and well, one of the biggest questions is why. Although that's a different story. Like I think another thing to bring up, because if you're going to mention uh, how, you know, how long have you been the best team, well, hang on. If that's the criteria, they were an underdog in Philly. They were an underdog in L.A. They weren't supposed to win. We only think they were supposed to win because we think they're the best or because they had a lead at some point. Even the Super Bowl against Kansas City, I think, what, one-point underdog? Like, it was pretty even. It was around to pick them. But I think that would be very different than losing this weekend. I, 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 that, that's not the same. And the last time that we saw the 49ers as a hefty favorite in their own building with the NFC title game, they won by 8 million points. And, and, and so um, I don't want the goalposts to move. What are we asking Kyle to do? Are we only asking him to win when he's the best? Or are we just asking him to win all those big games because we're fans and that's the way we want it to go? We're asking him to win one. That's all we're asking. And this is the best opportunity for him to win one. Because you're heavily favored at home in the NFC Championship game, so you win this weekend. You should win. 
And if you don't win, then, oh boy, I can't wait for Monday and go ahead and triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy now. Get to the phones early because that's going to be a whole week of phone calls. But you win on Sunday, as you should, and you go to the Super Bowl. And if, you know, by hook or by crook, you don't win that game, I'm not as critical of that because I understand that the Super Bowl is a one-off. And the team that they're going to face is going to be a very good team. It's either a team that beat you in the Super Bowl a handful of years back and a team that beat you last year, or it's a team that beat you this year. And you can tell me that they moved the ball up and down on Baltimore and this and that and all the other. You had five interceptions, and Baltimore beat you in your own ballpark on Christmas night. So if you go to the Super Bowl and you're favored by three or four, whatever the number eventually will be, and you lose, I'll be much less critical. It'll still be a problem for Kyle Shanahan that, man, you got close again and you couldn't get it done. That's a bummer. But for me, if you lose in the Super Bowl, it's much more excusable because that game is odd. A longer halftime, a two-week run-up, uh, a neutral field, so many things in the Super Bowl, I think, make that game uh, much more of a unique win or a unique loss. And obviously a fantastic opponent, no matter what. Like, obviously Yeah, traditionally, sure. Sure, I mean, uh, what, you go back to Niners over the Chargers, and they were favored by 18 and a hook. Yeah, I, I, right, right. And I was actually covered. thinking about that this morning, Mark. <laughs> I don't think that we've had a really, like, wow, lopsided Super Bowl in a long time in terms of expectations. Well, and that used to be the rule. Exactly. Remember? It yeah. was like, oh, we could, never get a, we could never get a really cool, like, close Super Bowl. And now... Gosh, we've we, we've sort of checked all the boxes. You had a team win in their own stadium. Uh, you've had overtime. Um, you've had uh, gosh, you had what's in the most recent rearview mirror. What happened last year was just a phenomenal close game. What if I asked it to you this way? Uh, whether these labels are fair or not, and, and y'all can weigh in on this eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Fair or not, a lot of you seem to think that Kyle Shanahan gets tight in the big games, and Dan Campbell is the opposite. All right, so if you could pick one of these to coach your favorite team this weekend in this game, who are you taking? I'm taking Kyle Shanahan. Okay. I'm taking Kyle Shanahan. I mean, Kyle Shanahan has done a great job with his team in terms of preparation, scheme, personnel, and all the rest of it. And I think that Dan Campbell's been amazing this year. He'll probably wind up being Coach of the Year, and he should be. What they've done, what he's done with the Detroit Lions franchise is remarkable in turning them from perennial losers into one of the best teams in football. But for a one-game, one-game at home, one-game on the road, doesn't matter, I'd take Kyle Shanahan over Dan Campbell. He's got a better resume. Well, not only that, I mean, yeah, the, the experience of a game like this, like I have one big question about the Lions this weekend. These two playoff games, the last couple of weeks for them, it's been obvious to me that they're really feeding off of the emotion of, hey, we're in this thing and hosting games for the first time in 30 years. That crowd has really had an effect on those games, which I think is fantastic. You don't have that this weekend. This is going to be much more of that like business trip type of a deal. You've got to functionally out X and O somebody who's really, really good at it. And you've never really been in a situation like this. Almost all of your players, other than Jared, Goff has been. Other than that, nobody's been in these situations. And, uh, and so to me... I think that's another thing that, that, that spins in the 49ers' favor this weekend. Take a listen to this. Shanahan was asked about Dan Campbell's aggressiveness and if it changes the way that he will call his game. Um, not much. It's you. You're aware of it, so you understand it. You prepare for it. You know they might. When it's third down, they might have two tries a lot more than other teams do, um, percentage-wise. You know they're willing to go for fake punts and all that stuff. I mean, those guys are trying to steal possessions as much as they can. Uh, I'll tell you after the game whether it's a good thing or bad thing for us. I mean, anytime you try to steal possessions, you're also offering an opportunity to lose possessions. So um, those are opportunities for them, but they're also big opportunities for us too. And you come up with more than half of them. I feel it's in our favor. Yeah, I, I mean, both of these things obviously go both ways. And, uh, and I've watched plenty. You know this because you love to joke about it with all of the fantasy players that I had on the line. Right. I watched their games like crazy this year. And I'm telling you, man, this aggressive stuff, if, if, like, 
opening drive, don't be surprised. The Lions are like, it's fourth and one at our own 39. Now we're, we're going to go for it. We're going to bite everybody's kneecaps on the way. Okay. Next thing you know, might be first and 10 at the 38-yard line for the 49. Like, it, it does get them sometimes. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know that as a – if you're just watching with chips and dips, and daisy dips, you just it's like whatever. I don't – my emotions are not involved here. But if I were if I were a fan of a Dan Campbell team – I would love the emotion. I would love the culture that he's changed. It would scare me sometimes. Yeah, it's always scary. And when it works, you're thrilled. And when it doesn't work, you rip the coach. That's how it goes. And, you know, fourth and one at your own, maybe your own 29, I think is a little bit of a bolder call. Fourth and one at your own 39, you're probably going to go for it most of the time. But you get back inside your own 30 on fourth and short, and then you go for it. I think that's where you're showing some tremendous stones and you're trying to steal possessions, like Kyle said in that cut, with, uh, you know, whether it's an onside kick or a fake punt or, you know, going forward inside your own 30 on fourth down. These are all things that are very risky and it's a risk reward. And over time, you can kind of justify it. Well, unless you're Brandon Staley and you lose your job because of it. But, you know, Dan Campbell in a one game scenario, 60 minutes. You do have to be careful because one mistake, you know, if if you're down 13-7 midway through the second quarter and you make a move like that and you don't get it and Kyle punches it in, now it's 20-7, that's a whole different ballgame. Well, no one wants to say this, but go back to the Packers' fourth and one where they went for it and didn't get it. You can can hate the spot all you want. You can hate the spot all you want. The dibs I know – would say, well, that's part of the chance that you're taking. And um, how would that game have been differently if they had just kicked the field goal? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're on the nine, you're on the nine or fourteen. So yeah. that's yeah. a spot so, where you, you know you take the three. The three, no three is guaranteed this time of year. But yeah, best you, for that guy. you would have taken the three, and yeah. you ended up missing a field goal too. So all these little decisions could come back to bite you. Presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. We'll get to your calls next. Uh, Do you trust Kyle Shanahan? If you could pick one of the two to coach this weekend's game and your favorite team, who would it be? Sean Salisbury's a half hour away. It's Willard and Dibbs. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Merowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Dibs, I thought that you did the Habis Law stuff great. Thank you. Thank I you. thought it was wonderful. I, kinda, I, I mixed it up. Uh, you know, I mixed it up with the, uh, you've been wronged. To the, you've been wronged? I, there's no question mark, but I, I thought that, uh, you know, it, it read a little bit better with the, you've been wronged? Habis Law. You've been wronged. Habis Law. So I, I kind of was, was tinkering between the two. 
You I don't know which one you front, prefer. Like like in front of the mirror um, last night. Yeah. 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 Well, let, here, let's do it, and, and we'll try. Um, get ready for Niners and Lions, NFC title game Sunday, right here with us on 95.7 The Game. We're going to be live and local starting at 9 in the morning. We're not messing around. We're not waiting around. Okay? Get a breakfast burrito and get your butt on 95.7 The Game. Grandy and Sterling Bennett are going to be there. They're going to be doing our talk, 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 and then that leads you all the way up to the kickoff show with uh, with Lowe and Larry live two hours before the start of the game. And again, the game's at 3.30, so they're going to get going uh, in earnest at about 1.30, Hilton Santa Clara, delicious food, got the drinks, and the whole best pregame show in the Bay to get you ready, and it is presented by Habis Law. You've been wronged. Habis Law will fight to make it right. Call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabisLaw.com. I like to make it more of a statement. Just yeah. very straightforward, yeah. You've, you've been, been wronged? wronged. Habis almost, Law. Yeah, no, it's like you've been wronged, as in like it happened. You were. You were wrong. Yeah. We all acknowledge that. So then, what do you do? If you being, go to Habis Law, dog. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. They're, they're going to make it right. Yeah. Habis Law. Go to HabisLaw.com. Yeah. Go to Habis Law, walk in, and go, what happened to me? That's going to be a no from me, dog. <laughs> nice. You're hired. That's a and, no from uh, me, dog. Thank you. All right. You walk uh, in and just go, uh, hey, can I help you? I've been wronged. <laughs> well, that's why you're at Habis uh, Law. Yeah, we'll, we'll fight to make it right. We're going to fight right. to make uh, it yeah. right. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's take some calls. Sean Salisbury is going to be on in about 25 minutes. Vince in the city on Willard and Dibs. What are you doing, Vince? Hey, what's up, guys? On my way home in this traffic. It happens. Yeah. So, um, who am I picking between Kyle and Dan? I'm I'm going with Kyle Shanahan. Not just because I'm a homer, huge homer, but thank you. If you look at the consistency that Kyle Shanahan has had with the 49ers, I want to say he's been in the playoffs each year that he's coached the Niners, except for the year I think Jimmy blew his ACL trying to truck somebody down the sideline. Um, he's done it with practically the same personnel. This season is a little bit different. Um, but in the years past, he's had the best starting backup quarterback playing QB1 um, in Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think after watching the game against Green Bay, it, it's it's easy to see that who cares what Vegas odds are. Any Anybody can win on Sunday. We damn near should have lost that game, um, and we would have been a first-round bounce. So I think, um, you know, we, we kind of need to pump the brakes on it's a win or bust for this season because clearly it's really hard to win in the NFL. That being said, I think we should win the game because with the roster and having a really, really good quarterback with Brock Purdy, He's been the best quarterback we've had since Steve Young, probably. I don't see why we can't get to the Super Bowl and win it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I don't think anybody's in disagreement there. Like, the Niners are supposed to win the game on Sunday, and then the conversation reboots. It's like you just said, Dibs. Like, like there are stages to this. I know that in some ways there aren't because it's just like, well, Kyle Shanahan needs to win the, the, the last game, and then this all goes away. But it is a different conversation if you don't win based on when you go out. That's why the Dallas Cowboys just have had such an embarrassing couple of weeks. That's why people are talking about job loss and, and, and all of that stuff. Because they lost, uh, not in the playoffs, they, they, they lost at home by giving up 48 points to a huge underdog. So if the 49ers do that then, yeah, that's going to be a very, very different uh, kind of a, of a conversation. Yeah, it's the how and it's the when, I think, that uh, all play into the way the conversation goes. And, you know, you look at Buffalo, for example, and you look at Josh Allen, and I thought he played pretty well, even though the analytics would tell you the majority of his throws were behind the line of scrimmage. They still managed that game, and they kept themselves in a spot to where a kick would have forced overtime, and you, you lost at home, sure, in the divisional round, which you didn't want to do, but you can understand why they went out the way they did. Now, if, if the Niners come out and lose at home on Sunday in lopsided fashion, it's a different story than if they go to the Super Bowl and, and lose in that similar fashion. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve in the city is uh, is next up. Hi, Steve. What are you doing? Just hanging out in the inner Richmond here. Uh, nice day out here. Beautiful. Hey, uh, nice. You know, all the pressure is on Shanahan. And, you know, I call him Dan Gamble. I mean, can he, can he bite his kneecaps off going fourth and four from the 36? <laughs> um, but I, the two keys to the game, Debo makes him five-dimensional, not three-dimensional. And also, too, I think it's all about the defensive line. If they can rattle this guy, they, they know where he's going to be. And San Francisco doesn't play well against uh, these big, bully, running quarterbacks. Well, I, I don't even know. Would you describe Jordan Love as a big, bully, running quarterback? Not really, no. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. I mean, he moves well. I, he moves well, but uh, but but uh, you know, and he's still so young as a starter. Um, he's got some real interesting attributes to him. But um, I, I, he had five I, carries for three yards. Yeah, so I, I, feel I don't know like, if that was the reason. Don't you feel this is a little bit of a, a off off topic? I feel like this year it debunked the thing we always say about the 49ers. We oh, they struggle with that mobile QB. I mean, they made Jalen Hurts look ridiculous. Kyler Murray didn't bother them one bit. Uh, and then it's a mixed bag after that. Like, yeah. sure, Lamar Jackson, you know, Lamar had a fine game. That was more about their defense picking the ball off. He went for Lamar, 45 yards, long run yeah. 30 in that game. So Yeah, Lamar was fine, but Lamar's also Lamar. There's no stopping Right. Lamar Jackson from running if he wants to run. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Did you feel that way that this year sort of was – it was fine against mobile quarterbacks? Yeah, they didn't really have to face that many. And I'm looking at the schedule just playing off what you were talking about. And, you know, Pittsburgh's a no. Stafford in week two, no. Danny Dimes, uh, you know, he tried a little bit, yeah. and he wasn't that effective. And I don't think they faced – no, they faced Josh Dobbs in the first game, not Calamari. Uh, they faced him the second time. Right. But Dak, no. Uh, P.J. Walker got him a little bit on the ground, but that was – you know, he was not necessarily gashing them with the run. Then you had uh, Cousins. Then you did face uh, Joe Burrow, who didn't throw Burrow. an incomplete pass. Then you went up against uh, Trevor Lawrence, who had a terrible, terrible day. Baker didn't hurt you. Even Geno, and you mentioned Jalen Hurts. So I don't think that they faced the the real running QB. But, Mark, as we go through the I league... I mean, Lamar. Lamar. Right. Faced Lamar. Yes, but as we, fine. as we go through the league, though, there aren't really that many quarterbacks who are going to try to beat you that way. Hurts would be one, and he didn't. Kyler Murray, when he's right, I guess, a little bit. And Josh Allen would Josh be the other Allen. one. Yeah. 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 No, you're, there's not a lot of them. There's many more of the, like, I, I'm much more fearful of the QB who just moves well. Forget runs. I, I get it. Lamar's terrifying. I, I, sorry, there's nothing you can do about it. He's the fastest guy out there. So he, he's going to find space. He's going to run sometimes. If they face them, you know, you, you got you to gotta figure that out. Uh, you got to try to turn him into a passer and, and, and spy him and all of those things. But uh, if you look around the league, what, what I think the 49ers can try to go after this week, you're not facing someone who's going to go anywhere. He, like it's it's timing, it's clean pocket, and then it's very accurate on time delivery, and and that can be lethal if he, you know if you're not getting to him, and they've got a very good offensive line. So I don't know. I was listening to this conversation about a week ago. Uh, it was over the weekend with the the crew at Fox, and some of the guys were talking about how we've now moved to a time where we're wooed by the mobility of a quarterback because of Lamar, because of Josh Allen, and even Mahomes. He moves great. And, and we're wooed by that. But the idea of, like, just focus on Lamar, a QB like him, is scary to defend. He's about to win his second MVP, but none of them have ever won the whole thing. Yeah, a and truly it's true. mobile guy, right? It's true. Like somebody who really is looking like a Jalen Hurts even. Someone who's looking to rush the ball ten times a game on purpose. 
Right. Like it's designed. Right. It's called 10 to 15 times a game. Someone who's looking to do that has not won a Super Bowl before. Yep, yeah, and I'd have to uh, really rack my brain and think about you know the quarterbacks traditionally who have been that way because there aren't that many even – you know, going back to Michael Vick, obviously he never won the Super Bowl. Colin right. Kaepernick was a guy who rushed the ball a lot, and he got close, but they didn't win the Super Bowl. By and large now, in the NFL, you don't have a lot of these guys because it's too risky. And we saw Trey Lance get hurt running the ball, and the previous caller talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. He got hurt when he was running the football. It's just so risky to have a guy run it. And even Lamar Jackson, who you mentioned, he ran the ball a lot less this year than he has Correct. in previous years because of that very thing. Now, that being said, he still wound up, and I'm looking at it, he was 22nd in the league in rushing with 821 yards. So oh he, my God. he ran a lot, 148 yeah. rushes, which even that was 38th in football in terms of total times rushing the football. Uh, not the most among quarterbacks, though. Jalen Hurts ran it more, 157 totes for Jalen, although at Almost least 30 so of those, of those. were, yeah, exactly. were uh, brotherly shoves. Exactly. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, the smart choice for low auto loan rates and super simple online application process. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 